0: Yo, 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 it's your boy, Eli, Super GM Eli, to be exact. We are here with Tupa number eight, episode number eight. I apologize for missing, missing yesterday's episode. Um, I have a very serious and honorable reason as to why I missed yesterday's episode. And unfortunately, it's because... How do I say this? It's because I'm lazy, and that's it. I, uh, I'm i just lazy. I woke up later than I wanted to, and it, I told myself that it kind of ruined the flow of the day, but reality is I could have made time for it, so there is no excuse besides that I was just too lazy to make it, but to no avail, we are here today with episode number 8 of the unfunniest podcast alive. Hopefully, I can make up for yesterday's um, absence with today's presence. I got some uh, some topics for you guys. Got some topics for your earpiece. Uh, I'm going to give you my perspective on some of these hypothetical questions. So, without further ado, question number one. What if you had a gay son? Now... I don't know about you guys, but if I had a gay son, I am going to the courthouse. I'm getting him emancipated from the family. I will probably go into the newspapers and uh, hire a assassin to suicide him, and he would not be my son because I simply do not accept that in my household. Now, that is all a joke. Um, hopefully you guys took that as a joke, but if I had a gay son, I don't think, um, much things would change. Like my love for him is not going to be different. I have always, since a kid, I've always valued highly the thought of having a child, creating a child, bringing a child into this life, pretty much teaching them everything that they know, setting them up properly to, you know, be their happiest that they That they can be. Um, You are the parents. I see them as, you know, tour guides basically of life. They don't, they come into this world not knowing anything. You pretty much got to keep them safe and teach them everything so, you know, they can live a somewhat productive, healthy, happy life. So at the end of the day, if my son told me he was gay, it would still be my son. I don't I could not see myself ever disowning a child, hating a child, especially my own disowning my own child, hating my own child. Just when it happen. Uh, absolutely would not happen because especially coming from, you know, my family and knowing how my parents have treated me, you know, they haven't treated me the worst. But I've definitely had uh, countless moments of feeling worthless and not feeling loved. And that's a horrible, horrible feeling. I want to wish that on anybody to not feel anything from their parents so i'm loving my child my child unconditionally forever whether he's gay whether he's uh got one leg whether he's got down syndrome autism adhd whether he's anything really i mean this is kind of off topic but i wonder if i would still i wonder how the love would change if my son became like a mass murderer or a Serial rapist, or something like that, that would be kind of tough. I don't know where I would go with that, but I would trust you know, in the way that I raised him, that he would not become that. So, I'll just say that to get that out of my mind. But yeah, if my son came to me and said he was gay, wouldn't love him any different. And I'd, honestly, I would hope that I create the household. Why do I have my headphones on? I just thought about that. I would create. I would hope that I am able to create a household where my kids feel comfortable in telling me anything and they don't feel scared to tell me something serious like this. You know, they're not uh, hiding their sexuality from me until like their their mid 20s or something like that. I would hope that they would just come to me and all that i will i will preference with this or disclaim this i don't want a gay son necessarily i mean that sounds kind of harsh like oh i don't want a gay son but i mean like i would rather my son be straight because i feel like you know you're able to do different things than you would with a gay son like this is just my perspective like if i had a straight son Odds are he's probably going to like sports more. You know, we can go to football games. We can, you know, watch UFC fights together. I mean, of course, a gay guy could like all this stuff. But I think with a straight son, it would be different. Um, You can relate better if they were straight. But that could just be my misunderstanding. Who knows? But I would like for my son to be straight. Um. Just for those reasons, just to uh, experience, um, you know, your normal, quote-unquote, normal father-son activities. But if he was gay, I would just, you know, put my pride aside and explore his world. Like, I want to become gay, but I would, you know, try to see what his interests are and go from there. I All I want to do is just love my son or love my kids in the best way that I can. I want to make sure that they feel loved and I don't want them to feel like their parents don't understand them or their parents don't care to get to know them or, you know, their parents judge them. I don't want them to feel anything like that. You know, they're going to get enough of that from the world and I don't want, I want our home to be a safe place where you can come and just be comfortable and just, yeah, I just want a very strong relationship with my kids, so... I keep kind of repeating myself, but if my if I had a gay son, it honestly wouldn't matter. Same with a lesbian daughter, I guess. Would not matter. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to become adults eventually. They're going to become their own person. So am I just gonna hate them and shun them for the rest of their lives? Like just because I wouldn't want them to be gay doesn't isn't gonna stop them. You know, they're gonna turn 25, 30, probably gonna be in a gay relationship. And I'm just going to, you know, be too prideful and egotistical to not talk to my kid just because of their preference. Now, nah, it's just not a, it's not a sensible to be that way, but you know, a lot of parents are, so I can definitely understand why this question is relevant because, you know, there are tons and tons of parents who don't, uh, accept their children and, A lot of the times, honestly, it's not even because of sexuality. It's just because, you know, the parents don't know how to love properly. They don't know how to give their their children the proper love. And that's what I'm afraid of. And because I'm afraid of not loving my kids properly, I just want to love them in any any facet that I can. Um, Nothing's going to stop me from loving them. Uh, Yeah. So, there's my answer. If I had a gay son, I wouldn't it change much. I'd still love him. And I would just have to, you know, change my perspective and change my life accordingly. And there you have it. Hopefully, a lot of people feel the same because the world's too hateful. The world's too evil. The Life is too short to just be hating your kids, bro. I can't believe how common it is for ki- for parents to just, like, disown their kids, like, Oh, I mean, I can go on that topic for forever, but I'll just keep it at that. So let's segue into the next topic. Um, I'm still trapped inside my head. It kind of feel like it's a purgatory. That's a line from Mac Miller mac miller passed away in 2018 i believe and i brought that line up because he talks about the purgatory and from my understanding the purgatory is uh the purgatory is the idea that we are living in hell like the life that we live is hell hell on earth and i assume they believe when we die that you go to heaven or you go somewhere better i don't know But the purgatory is hell on earth. And I brought that up because the next question is, what if life were a dream and death wakes us up? So, if life is a dream, it's a pretty sick, twisted, bad dream. Very purgatory-ish. It's almost like, depending on the perspective you take in life, it's almost like hell. Just straight up, you know killings mind control uh just like the constant feeling of not being able to progress in life everything is so difficult like just the simple fact that like if you want to become healthy you have to spend more money and it takes more time to be a healthy person but you know meanwhile Society just pushes all these unhealthy habits, you know, something like that. I mean, it just makes life miserable in a way, but it, I, you know, at the end of the day, it's your own choice, you know, whatever. But if life were a dream and death wakes us up, I would hope that that, um, awakening would be much better than this because this question doesn't really imply that, you know, this life is bad and death would be better, but I would hope it would be better, um, If life is a dream and death wakes us up, I would hope that whatever is next is almost the complete opposite. Because this shit can be very, very miserable. And I know a lot of people don't want to, uh, a lot of people don't even address how miserable life can be. And a lot of people just accept life and I don't blame them. You know, sometimes it seems easier to just ignore all of the things and just, you know, work your job and take care of your kids and blah, blah, blah. But me personally, I can't ever stop thinking about how annoying life can be or how annoying life is. Some people can get away with not thinking about it. It seems like so for me personally, like I said already, I would hope that uh, if I was if I were to die and wake up, I would hope that I would be a lot happier than I am because since a child, I don't know what it is, but I've always felt like there's just something wrong about this life. We are not living this life properly. It's not the life that we live. I feel like is not conducive to um, a healthy mindset pretty much and that can stem from a lot of things of course it can stem from your perspective but it also can just stem from the opportunities and the position that you were brought into in this life like who was your family who were your parents before they had you that really dictate or sorry that really dictates the uh the path a lot of the path that you take on in life so if you weren't set up properly if you weren't giving the if you weren't um if you weren't brought into this life with the intention of giving you the best life, then life is very hard because you're essentially on your own. If your parents never quote-unquote figured it out, it's going to be very difficult for you to figure it out because you don't have the blueprint. You don't have the example. So maybe... uh Maybe once we get to a position in life where it seems like we solved it or whatever, maybe that's when we die and then we go on to the next stage. Maybe that's what death is. It's just a, it's like levels, you know, like Dante's Inferno. I think it's what, I'm pretty sure it's seven levels of hell. Seven makes sense. It might be eight. I don't remember. But life could just be that. It could just be stages, and or levels, and you just gotta uh, beat each level to move on to the next one. But he, even the thought of that is just kind of—it's kind of sinister if you think about it. Like, all right, let's say God created that concept. It's almost like he gets enjoyment out of us being uh miserable or living in misery because if he made a game out of life this is all assumption of course who knows what is after this or who knows the the objective idea or the objective truth of life but if that's if that's the case like god made stages and levels it's kind of a sick twisted uh mindset for him to have or her to have I would hope that's not the case because if God were real and if God were the person who we think he is or she is I wish that uh life would just be less miserable and more straightforward and it would just be it would be able to be enjoyed by a lot more people because honestly a lot of people I feel like far more people in this world are living a more miserable life than people are who are living an enjoyable life. And that's a sad thought. You know a lot of people are born into. Even today. Born into work labor. You know work slavery. Born into just. Extreme levels of poverty. Born into. An environment. Uh, str- struck in, or Stricken by disease. And whatever. I don't know. I would hope that. Uh, the next level. If I were to wake up. I would hope that it would be better than this. And yeah, that's my answer for what if life were a dream and death wakes us up. I kind of took a interesting perspective or interesting take on it. But hopefully I answered it. The last question. Why does a narcissist create problems? Now, I've already made two videos on narcissism and You know, I've talked about narcissism a couple times on my podcast already, but this is a very, very relevant topic to me because my father, my dad was and is a narcissist and it took me 25 years to just cut it off, just stop letting it affect me and just distance myself from that because a narcissist what they like to do is first they like to act like you know they're perfect they can do no wrong but then you know problems seem to always arise they always seem to come out of nowhere and then you're you're to blame in the narcissist's eyes every single time you're to blame they never do anything wrong to cause these problems and then when you try to speak you know, your truth, you try to speak out against what's going on. Then there's like another level of anger that comes out because you're, you're challenging the narcissist. And then, you know, that unravels to wherever it unravels, but it always results back to the narcissist did nothing wrong. You know, all the problems and all the people that left this narcissist's life is all because of them. It's never because of that person itself. But why do they create problems? I think they create problems just because, you know, they're they live for themselves. So they try to control everything around them. And once there's ever a or whenever there's a glimpse of them not being able to take control, it fucking irks them to their core. Especially I feel like. Bro, When you're dealing with a narcissist, it's all mental games. And I feel like I've understood my dad for years, but I never played into his games. And in fact, I always inadvertently let him know like through my behaviors and whatever that I understand what he's doing. I understand what you're trying to do, but I'm not letting you control me. I'm going to have my own mind and... Eventually, you know, they're not going to come out and say, like, I need to control you. But eventually it just gets to them because they realize that they can't control you. So they're going to have to lash out at some point because they're not getting what they want. That's all. it. That's all it's about. They need to control every situation so they can feel good about themselves. You know, it doesn't matter if it's uh, if they're destroying, you know, relationships destroying uh, circumstances destroying relationships between others um it doesn't matter like it's just it's like godzilla just like walking through a a a downtown say he wants to get across town to go somewhere it doesn't matter he's just gonna walk he's gonna crush all the buildings destroy all the cars it doesn't matter who he kills he needs to get to the other side to do whatever he's got to do that's exactly what a narcissist a narcissist is, but I kind of got off topic, but why do they create problems is the question um, you know, I slightly mentioned it earlier, but they just it's the control it's the control factor they need the control that's it's their currency. you know when they realize that they can control somebody, they take full advantage, and when they can't control somebody they're not right with themselves they can't sit with themselves they they i don't know if they think that something's wrong with them and they're trying and they need to do everything they can to convince themselves otherwise i don't know exactly why they create the problems um i don't know i think you know their whole life is chaos because if you try to control everything you're going to run into a lot, a lot of obstacles so their whole their whole perception of how to get what they want is through chaos and i think they thrive off of it so they curate the chaos and they know that they are going to come out on top because usually what happens is the person that they're dealing with or whatever They just give up like me, for instance, the fight was futile with my dad. So I eventually finally just gave up the fight and I'm sure I'm almost positive. He thinks he won the battle or whatever. And that's, you know, it's even sick to even think of it like that because it's not a battle, bro. I'm your son. You're my father. There's no fucking war here, but it doesn't matter to a narcissist. It's all about them. And that's all it ever was with my father. Even when we were kids, like you can just—we didn't know what it was when we were kids because you know we don't understand, you know, personality traits, and we don't know how to read people, blah blah blah. But if you look back, if we look back on our lives, there's definitely a a a, uh, an underlying theme in all the problems in our life, and it all revolves around my father just wanting to control and wanting everything to be perfect for him wanting everybody to you know be a servant to him you know um if you watched my last narcissist video i explained how it's very difficult to talk about a narcissist because they don't they don't let you understand them so, all the problems they cause and all the uh the games that they play it's hard to even put into words because it's all like there's a lot of uh nonverbal actions that are being made it's a lot of behaviors that you're that the person has to react to you know you know since the narcissist is trying to portray this image of perfection. They're not going to make it easy for you to detect them. They make it very difficult. Um, So that's why every time I bring up this topic, it's so difficult to talk about because it's, it's almost like it didn't even happen. And that's the scary thing because it has so much, not control, but so much uh, it had so much effect on who I am today. And you know, my entire life and the fact that I can barely talk about it is kind of scary, but Uh yeah, so that's is that is why I think a narcissist creates problems. It's just a control factor. It's just a a constant pursuit of preser- preserving their image. Um so and if whatever whatever image they have of themselves, if they see a threat to that, they try their best to eliminate that threat and preserve the image. So there you have it. That is why I believe a narcissist creates problems. And yeah, that was the three topics that I had for you today. Um, All these questions are from Qora. I've never used this website before, before this podcast. It's funny because I had an account. I don't know why I created an account a few months ago. I never used it. And then when I started the podcast, I randomly started getting emails with random topics from Quora, like emails that send you topics and they want you to click on it and see everybody's response to it. So once I started the podcast, I realized, oh, I could just start answering these questions on my podcast. And that's what I've been doing because I don't really like talking about myself like for an extended period of time, especially, you know, I'm just by myself talking into a microphone. It gets kind of redundant and annoying for me because why? I don't need to talk about myself this much. I would rather talk about hypotheticals and I would rather give insight on other topics than myself. Because I can reveal who I am through answering questions and things like that better than just straight up talking about myself. So I'm glad that I found something like this. Hopefully, someday soon, I get some questions sent in from random listeners to the email above, Eli at gmail dot com. All the submissions will remain anonymous. I won't I won't ever say your name or whatever when I read your your submission. So hopefully someday soon we can get to that point where it's just a constant flow of uh content coming through. But until then, I think this is a a pretty good compromise for now, just answering random questions online and seeing where those topics go. But yeah, this was a uh, Tupa episode number 8. I don't have much else to say. Dinner time is coming. I usually eat it late. Around 8 is when I ate. But that's not really great for your bowels. When you're trying to go to sleep at night and the owls keep howling. Sometimes... the owls speak in consonants and son- sometimes they be vowelin i uh went to the farmers market and bought a cow that was dead and chopped up and put into a freezer bag for now. Probably eat it later with some alligator sauce. It's pretty spicy. Have you ever lost a friend who you thought was there forever? But then you look deep inside of them, what seems to be a treasure, but actually it was a bunch of deceit and lies that was keeping you together. This was Tupa number eight. That was a pretty good freestyle. See you later.